1: It's Tuesday, May 10th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Researchers are constantly working on new vaccine delivery methods for COVID and are hoping that nasal vaccines could be better at preventing transmission and infection. Several candidates are in the works and are in early clinical trials, but the hope is that it could work better by taking hold in mucus membranes where the virus enters the body. Karen Weintraub, health reporter at USA Today, Join us for how your next booster could be taken up the nose. Thanks for joining us, Karen. Thanks for having me. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, what the next generation of vaccines may be. A lot of people, a lot of researchers and scientists are looking to nasal vaccines. So it wouldn't be the traditional shot that you get in your arm. This would be something uh, delivered through your nose. And uh, they're hoping that this kind of different delivery system could help at preventing transmission and infection a little bit better than the shots. There's a lot of interesting things, especially the way that they're developing these things. The, some of them are using eggs <laughs> with bird viruses mm-hmm. to to kind of uh, uh, let the vaccines develop. You know, so there's a lot of hope behind this. There are A lot of these things right. are in very early stages right now, some very early clinical trials. But Karen, tell us a little bit more about it.
2: Yeah. So basically, the idea is the virus gets in through your nose, it gets stuck to the mucus in your nose and your throat and enters your your cells that way. Um, And so if you could put a barrier at that point, that maybe we could stop not only severe disease, which the current vaccines do, but also any infection. So that's the general idea of a nasal vaccine, to stop it where, where it enters the body. As you mentioned, they're trying all sorts of different delivery methods. They may all be the same. One may be better than the other. It's too soon to tell. The chicken-egg approach is actually what we use for flu vaccines. They are traditionally developed uh, within chicken eggs every year. It's part of the reason there's often a mismatch between the flu virus that's circulating that year and the vaccine because it takes a long time to produce enough eggs uh, to produce enough vaccines. So they have to be made about six months ahead of time. They have to guess what strain is going to be circulating in six months. It's a little different, hopefully, with COVID. The variants don't change as much as they do with the flu. So hopefully it would be a closer match.
1: Now, tell me a little bit more about the delivery method. Only because you hear something going up your nose, you might think it's like a spray or something, but that's not really what this is. It's literally like them putting drops through your nose,
2: and yeah, they you, drip you, it in general. Yes, yeah, right. you, you spoke take your head back, and they drip it. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. You spoke to one guy, and uh, you know he had to do that, right? They'll drip it in your nose, and he said it felt like yeah. you could feel it going down your throat. Didn't hurt or anything. It just felt kind of weird.
2: Yeah, he said it was kind of gross, but you know, it's two seconds of grossness for hopefully protection. And some of them might be a spray and they're even talking about like a mouth. There's been talk about a mouthwash and or or an oral version. Same ideas all being tested, um, but we're still probably a good year out from seeing any of them in, in common usage
1: now one of the interesting things about this is uh, obviously we you know we've already had the mrna vaccines here in the united states when they're looking at the development of these things they're really looking at it as more of a a booster shot we're kind of so far in the game already this is really going to be what the next phase of it could be and as you mentioned hopefully to provide more protection right in the nose as these are kind of respiratory diseases that's really where the the big aim is, is, is as a booster
2: Right. It's twofold um, in countries that haven't had any vaccine at all. Some of these might be good first line vaccines. But for those of us who already have two or three or more shots in our arms, this might help protect us from getting infected at all. At least that's the hope.
1: And so uh, how many of these do we have right now that are currently in development?
2: There are actually dozens. Uh, when I did a search of clinicaltrials.gov, which is the government's repository of these things, there were more than 90 hits I got on the search term. So I don't know exactly how many are really viable and, and in clinical trials, but there are many, many being developed.
1: And, uh, you know, you said that obviously there's some that are de- uh, exploring different types of uh, delivery methods mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. There is one, it's called the Cotagenix vaccine. So this one's interesting right. because this one, uh, you know, there was a lot of concerns throughout the pandemic when the vaccines were coming out that it was using the coronavirus, the live virus in the vaccine. That wasn't true for the mRNA ones. But with this one, this does have the virus in it. But scientists are actually hopeful that because you're using the entire virus, it could provide uh, better protection. How does that work out?
2: So theoretically, what we're getting from the mRNA vaccines and some of the others is just the spike protein. It's a protein that's on the surface of the coronavirus. If you've seen a picture of the virus and it has this little like crown of stuff on the outside, that's the spike protein. So that's what we're getting from the the vaccines we've had to date. A live virus would be the whole virus. It's live attenuated. It means it's been stretched, essentially. It's been altered so that it's not dangerous anymore, but it does include the whole virus. And so our body would learn to react to the whole virus and might develop kind of a, a broader spectrum of response rather than just to that single S protein, the spike protein.
1: As we mentioned, these are all uh, very early stages. Do we have any uh, numbers on efficacy, how well they're
2: working so far? We don't. What we have are safe. They appear to be very safe, which is great. But they're still in such early trials that there haven't been any head-to-heads against existing vaccines or even against against the virus. So we don't really know their effectiveness yet. That's what the next six months to a year will tell us. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's an interesting notion, right? There's a lot of people that are averse to getting shots because of the needles exactly. you know so that's one concern here and, and you know going through the nose not so invasive really i mean everybody's gotten a nose swab by now so could be a, an interesting approach for this as we right. move on to the next phases of the pandemic
2: and as the gentleman who you mentioned before who i quoted who who's in the trial he hadn't gotten a vaccine, not at all because he's anti-vax, but just because he felt like he was 33 years old, he's healthy, he's unlikely to get sick from COVID. But what he didn't want was to pass it to his parents or to somebody else. So for him, he wasn't that interested in, in an mRNA vaccine, but he might be interested in a vaccine that prevented him from passing this this virus on. So that's, that's another potential use for this.
1: Karen Weintraub, health reporter at USA Today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you us. so much. Appreciate it. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations, and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie.